As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Alexa, how far is the sun? The sun's distance is 92,955,807 miles. She's smart. Alexa, is John Sears Mr. Soundoff? John Sears is not Mr. Soundoff. John Sears is a douche. Alexa, who is Mr. Soundoff? Keith Murphy is Mr. Soundoff. You got that right. Alexa, is anything bugging Andy? Does a bear sh in the woods? Live from WHO HD, it's Sound Off with Keith Murphy and John Sears. Featuring Andy Fails with What's Bugging Andy. Now, get ready to Sound Off. Welcome to Sound Off. John Sears along with Scott Sipker. That's me. Uh, I'm not a fan of Alexa. I seem to like her a little bit better. I, I feel like they cut that video off too early. Heath was just about to ask, who is the co coolest man in the world? And she would have said me. I'm not and I know because I, I ask her that every morning. It's been a while since we've uh, co-hosted together. Yeah, uh, not long enough, though, John. I tried seven other people, but they couldn't make it. So you were the John, next one on the list. you always make me look so short <laughs> when we're on this show together. Well, you are And you short. give me this chair that sinks. <laughs> I think by the end of the night, I'm going to look like Gimli. And yes, Lord of the Rings is a reference I just made. All right. Hot it's topic. Be a good show. Hot topic. It's June 23rd, so stay with us, right? We're right in the middle of the summer. NBA draft came and went. No surprise, Zion Williamson, your boy, Go Pelicans. was the number one pick. Two Cyclones drafted, Talon Horton Tucker and Mariel Shayok. Hawkeyes haven't had a player drafted in five years. And Craig Kimbrell won't be in Des Moines much longer. The closer expected to pitch at least one more time at Principal Park on Tuesday. Then Chicago will make the call on whether or not to bring him up. And uh, let's sound off on anything you want. World Cup, baseball, Pelicans talk, indoor football, <laughs> Buffalo Bills talk. Give us a call, 515-282-9010. All right. The NBA draft took place earlier this week, and no surprises at the top. Locally, there was a lot of waiting and questioning. Iowa State's Talon Horton Tucker is the first one-and-done Cyclone freshman. Dreams of being taken early, Horton Tucker didn't hear his name called till midway through the second round. As I watched THT all season, I never once thought he was an NBA player. Good player, sure. Potential, absolutely. But the inconsistent hero ball left a lot to be desired. In fact, there were many games Horton Tucker was such a liability, Steve Prohm benched him. Just look at the final game in the NCAA tournament. 15 minutes, two points, one for six shooting against Ohio State. THT is a classic example of believing the midseason mock drafts. Now, he's still just 18 years old and going to get paid to play basketball, whether that's the G League, overseas, wherever. 
there are worse things in life, trust me. But in my opinion, Horton Tucker needed another year of college basketball polish. Nothing is guaranteed for second round picks. Then again, nothing is guaranteed if he returns to Ames. Another year in college gives scouts another year to see possibly even more flaws. Case in point, Lindell Wigginton. Wigginton could have left after his freshman season, likely been a second round pick like THT. Instead, he stayed, got injured, became a sixth man off the bench, and went undrafted. Wigginton is crazy athletic, athletic, but is he a one or a two? I'm not sure he has the size or shooting consistency to be a two, and I'm not sure he has the handles or decision-making to run the point. Iowa's Tyler Cook also left early and, as expected, went undrafted. Cook is a tweener, uber-athletic, highlight real dunks, showed flashes, but I'm not sure his game is built for the NBA right now. All three of these guys could have returned to school. They decided not to. Instead, all three are betting on themselves. We'll see if it pays off in the end. This week, we saw more adults fighting at a youth sporting event. In this case, it was a seven-year-old little league umpired by a 13-year-old. How uncoordinated with reality do you have to be to brawl at a little league game? This is shameful. But sadly, this isn't as abnormal as it should be. So much so that everyone watching right now has probably seen in person parents acting a fool like this, either with their words or fists at youth sporting events. And if you're one of those parents who has participated in this type of repugnant behavior, the rest of my address is to you. If you are not cheering in good faith or keeping your mouth closed, stay home. Don't show up at a youth sporting event and embarrass your kid, community, and reputation. You're not as tough as you think you are. You're not as smart as you think you are. And you're not as good of a parent as you think you are. Your job as a parent is to prepare kids for life's path, not bulldoze the path for the kid. You must understand that youth sports are about the learning experience, not about winning. Your kids should be learning teamwork, hard work, overcoming setbacks, not learning that their parent is a terror on civility. If you're still unconvinced, before you go to the next game, ask your kid for advice. Ask them, how do you want me to act at your game today? Just see what they say. I doubt your kid will reply with, could you yell at the official and punch that other guy in the face? Maybe some kid wisdom is the quickest remedy to your affliction of asininity. In summary, and this should be inherent in the name, but adults, Youth sports are not about you. So stop making it about you and make it about your kid becoming a better person. Thanks for watching. And now I'm gonna file this monologue away under things I thought were self-evident. <laughs> we, we all thought that, you know, you would think that you would go to a youth sporting event and just kind of cheer for the kids. But when you see videos like that, it's crazy. It is, it's just, it's, I mean, that's a full out brawl. And the umpire, as you mentioned, was 13 years old. Yes. And the kids were seven. I have a son who just played in, in uh, Little League, they, they did the coach pitch, mm -hmm. six years old. I mean, I can't imagine like fans coming out of the stands. Yeah, the stakes the aren't that high. To brawl. I mean, look at this. People this is, just have a disproportionate understanding of their own self-worth. And you're seeing it on display here. They're trying to establish themselves in this sort of uh, primal way. It's just nonsense. We don't need this in modern culture. And obviously it's setting, it's a bad modeling example for kids. And it's, it's all because what, a kid maybe struck out? Well, what happened here is the 13-year-old umpire heard somebody in the crowd, they were bickering back and forth, somebody used the F word. So the 13-year-old umpire 
said, all right, I'm warning you. He's warning grown men. <laughs> and that, then everybody was mad. Well, he said that, and then they get into this fight. And the 13-year-old umpire says afterwards, I shouldn't have to be telling a grown man what's okay. So the 13-year-old is basically acting like the adult <laughs> yes. in this situation. Yes. Well, and hopefully there's some learning that can be happened there. So, uh, it's, yeah, it's, it's really sad to see. I hope... Uh, it seems like it's happening a lot, and, uh, and maybe that's just, uh, you know, just the availability heuristic at, at this point. But, but, boy, this is just, we don't need to see this, and it's not helping. Let's go to Mitch real quick on line two. Mitch, uh, you want to talk about umpires? Oh, yeah, yeah. I, uh, I used to be a referee back in the day, you know, first job coming out of, like, middle school, you know, as soon as you're able to work in Iowa. Oh, yeah, yeah. And 100%, 100%, my largest complaint is with the parents. It's like... The kids don't care if I miss an offsides call, but the parents will get in your face and berate you for 20 minutes. It's just, it's just unfortunate. Google Andrew Yang, guys. Oh, Andrew Yang. All right. Yes. The yeah, Taiwanese-American. I, uh, I, uh, I was a soccer referee when I was younger for a couple of years, and it, it wasn't as prevalent back then, I think, as it, as it is now. I feel like youth sports, the, the drama and this, crazy, this craziness with parents has gone up a hundredfold since when I was younger. Well, yes, it, certainly there's been kind of a shift into Social media it. helps, I think, seeing oh, it all. Definitely, we see it all. But there, there is kind of more of an emphasis in that your kid can achieve the athletic dream, maybe get a college scholarship or whatever it is. So you get a lot yeah. of these people. And so it starts too young. And we see a lot of problems that come up. But this is just one of the problems. Time for lookalikes with a local connection. Tiny Ref Judges Lance in West Des Moines says... Sound offs, Andy fails. Looks like golfer Justin Rose. Tiny ref? Yeah, mm. I agree there. Scott, you're a golfer. You don't, you don't like that no, one? No, I don't. And uh, Andy fails looks better in a hat than Justin Rose does. Neil from Eau Claire says Nick Nurse in his press conference clothes looks like rapper Eminem. Tiny ref. <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> if you put anybody in a black hat and like a black hoodie and they're a white dude, that's what they look like. Thank you. Okay, yeah. Guys, some of us would give anything for our teams to win a title. And then we're glad we didn't have to because, because, well, just hang on. It's What's Bugging Andy next. Time for another game of Knockout. Vote on Twitter at SoundOff13. One of these has to go. Re refreshing summer cocktails. Now, you must be 21 or over to vote, right? Yeah, yeah, I bet. So what are um, they? Margarita, Moscow Mule, Gin and Tonic, or the Daiquiri? Which one's out for you? The Daiquiri. The Daiquiri's yeah, out for, for you? Sure. Gin and Tonic's number one for me. That's my I like favorite. Gin and Tonic's. That was my go-to drink in college. But yeah, Daiquiri, I'm not a big Daiquiri When my guy. dad used to drink gin, he used to think he was a lot stronger than he was. I got a feeling, though, that could be the, the out here. But who knows? All right, Andy was gone last week, but he's still on cloud nine after his Blues won the Stanley Cup. So how has his life changed? It's what's bugging Andy. It's been 11 days now since my team won the Stanley Cup, and I'm still really happy about it. I honestly didn't think the Blues would win one in my lifetime, and I never would have dreamed they'd do it in a season like this, and in such dramatic fashion. I mean, you saw how excited I was. <laughs> oh my God, that's so cold! Well, 
After I dried off and warmed up and calmed down, I found some Wi-Fi up there in Ontario and broke off some texts and tweets and posts and then just sort of went back to exactly the same. I mean, the Blues won the cup. I didn't win the lottery. My team won a tournament. I didn't have a kidney transplant. You know, it's funny the way we put things on pedestals in sports, right? And the longer they're up there, the more convinced we get that reaching that pedestal will have some gigantic impact on our lives. When and if our team does win it all, yeah, it's great. And you feel amazing. But you also learn that nothing concrete has actually changed in your life. Cubs fans know what I'm talking about. They waited their whole lives, too, to see their team win. And then it did. And then they could die happy. And then they didn't. Life went on. Look, I have every intention of living up this win. I jumped right online and ordered the official locker room Stanley Cup champs t-shirt. It was already back ordered. It'll be here in July. I bought a big flag to put on the front of the house. It's back ordered. I'll put that up late enough for my neighbors to say, uh, what's with the, uh, oh yeah, the, the, the hockey. You get a moment to feel incredible and then a few days to feel great, and then a while longer to savor the aftertaste, and no one in his right mind would pass that up. But for a fan, winning a title is a little like that old chiclet's gum. Man, it's good for about eight chews, and then it's just gum, and you're wondering how long you have to wait for the next piece. I'm Andy Fails, and that's what's bugging me. Thank you, Andy. Up next, more live calls. And who's in your five? Ranking the Caddyshack movie characters. Scott, this is right down your alley. It is, yes. It's not a great movie, but great lines. Give us a call, 515-282-9010 to sound off. You can follow us on Twitter at SoundOff13. Brian writes, don't worry. If you've ever gotten into a fight at a Little League game as an adult, then you don't understand words like monologue. That's, that's a good point. Well said. Roger writes, that NL Central race is on fire. Hashtag Brew Crew. I was agreeing with him until I saw that hashtag, and now <laughs> I think Roger might be tweeting from the insane asylum. Laura writes, gin and tonic is gross. Tastes like a pine tree. What is she? What? What? I don't think I don't know what? if I agree with Laura. No, a pine tree. Mm. I did. Did I, she I smelled a pine tree? I don't know if I've tasted a pine tree. No, I, I yeah. I usually take that out at Christmas and leave it on the on the curb. I don't put it in my drinks. All right, who's in your five? In honor of the Caddyshack Sports Movie Podcast on the Murph and Andy Radio Show, ranking the Caddyshack characters. Scott, this is one of your all-time favorite movies. No, number five, Lacey Underall. She edges Danny Noonan, who's just a little too boring. Okay. Number four, Judge Smales. I mean, he's oh, I mean, he's a farcical villain. Number three, Ty Webb, Chevy Chase. Yeah, he doesn't seem like he's really trying. Just Chevy talking. Chase does not seem like he's trying in this movie. To just, me. Yeah, just smooth I talking. I'm but interesting character. Number Al, number two, Al Chervik. Yeah. Rodney Dangerfield. Rodney Dangerfield. He makes the movie. Uh, don't you think? No. You don't I think don't, so? I don't. I'm not sure anybody makes the movie. <laughs> Uh, but uh, Rodney Dangerfield does do a good job for somebody who really had never acted on camera before, so I give him that promise. Number one, Carl Spackler Bilmer. Yes, now here, this is the guy who makes the movie. 
Okay, now, yeah, this is, Carl Spackler, Bill Murray's performance here is good, and it's mostly improv, so it's not scripted, but that's you, why it's not really a, it's, it's a terrible movie, but uh, hilarious quotes. I you told quoted me, that movie probably more than anything in my life, other, any other movie in my life, John. I thought you, you said that was like a top five movie of yours. No, God, no. Like a, you said, on the, in break, you said it was like a top five movie I that you've I ever watched. I think I said the opposite. Is it opposite day? You, What's going on, John? I thought you loved Caddyshack. All right. Uh, take your call like here. It. Ben in Des Moines. Ben in Des Moines, you have a question for uh, Mr. Soundoff? Just wanted to say that the real Mr. Soundoff is Scott Sepker. Oh, yeah. What? Look at this guy. Well, He's a bear, thank... 2020. Yeah, Ben, let's go. You want to vote for me for president? I need a reboot of Beat the Bear. Oh, <laughs> we should bring that back one week. Beat the Bear. Wait, are they we, sending we us have, off already? We have the Bear Head. Yeah, we're getting cut off early. Jeez. Hey, it's, thanks like for the call, Ben. Yeah, left. I don't know about the whole Mr. Soundoff thing. That's, uh, is, that, that's my that title. Eagle it was dead? given to me by the viewers. John, no one's listening alive. to you anymore. We're looking at this eagle. It looks a little dead. All right, uh, one more phone call oh, here. Tammy okay. in Beaverdale wants to talk about the Cubs. Tammy, yeah, what do you want to talk about the Cubs? Tammy, I'll tell you they're in first place. Tammy, and that's what we. One more. That's all we need. That's all we need. Craig Kimbrell's coming to town. All right, one more. Uh, let's go back to your your boy Zion. Uh, oh, you're, you're, yeah. You go wanted Pelicans. to talk about this before the before the show. The Pelicans and Zion. On it. Uh, yeah. You excited about this? I, you're, I, you're the only Pelicans is, fan okay. in, in Iowa. The, I, I think there's three other guys, uh, and I'm included in that. But uh, yeah, it's great. It, besides the Cubs winning the World Series. Getting Zion Williamson has given me, in my sports fandom life, given me the most prolonged enjoyment I've had. It, it, the potential is so much there. I love what David Griffin's doing. And Zion Williamson seems like he's charismatic enough to be a transcendent player. I don't know if he's going to be a top five guy. Check me when I say this real quick. Please. Is there a chance Zion you. Williamson is overrated? Absolutely. I think there's a huge chance. And, and you, you, can still be you can still be great and be overrated. Oh, there's no doubt. People are expecting him to be like a Hall of Famer and bring – Five championships. Anthony and Davis a was a yet. top five player. We won one playoff series with him. One. Zion's going to be really good, but I have, a, I have a bad feeling he's going to be overrated. Still good, great, but overrated. I, that could happen. I am very hopeful, though, that he's going to be able to bring his – and you have uh, – it's going to be an all-defense team. So if you're one of these old guys watching right now and you love defense, tune into the Pelicans. I'm telling you. Yeah, Lonzo that's going to bring people in. Drew Holiday, they're going to lock down All right, those up guards. next, knockout Zion results. Final chance to call in, plus Scott and I face off. Where does Kirk Ferentz rank among the Big Ten coaches? Number one. 515-282-9010. Knockout results, one has to go. Margarita, Moscow Mule, gin and tonic, or a daiquiri? Gin and tonic is out? Wow, 49% gin and tonic. Maybe they're thinking summer refreshment. I feel like all of these are very American, mm. but the most American is gin and tonic, and the other three are not at all, John. All right, we got haters out there. So the Moscow Mule, you all see right. what they did at our last election? That's nonsense. Time to bounce around some more topics. We call it face-off. Iowa volleyball coach Bond Shemansky was officially fired this week for providing an impermissible benefit to a student athlete. Shemansky revealed he paid for an athlete's rent on an act of compassion. He may be telling the truth or he may not, but it is a violation nonetheless. I really don't know what the truth is here, John, but if it is true, I just wish there wasn't a rule preventing charity. But 
I long ago ignored the bill of sale called NCAA amateurism. Athlon ranks Kirk Ferentz the fifth best coach in the Big Ten behind Harbaugh, D'Antonio, Franklin, and Frost. That's probably in the right vicinity for Ferentz, although I may swap Frost with Fitzgerald. Frost is ahead of Ferentz? That's what they say. That is nonsense. This is like when Eric Buttonball got placed ahead of me on the golf team when he was an underclassman, and I was a senior at Carroll High School. No senior should be the sixth man, and that's a rule I live by, John. Well, I've seen you golf. I would have taken Eric, too. Uh, the White Sox and Nationals announced they are putting up protective netting from foul pole to foul pole. The Nats are having it done over the All-Star break. Good move. More will follow. I'm recovering from that hit job you just did. Uh, this debate reminds me of incandescent light bulbs being mandated to be phased out. So many people were like ridiculously pissed about that. Mm -hmm. and, and now they, they changed and, and it's a non-issue. You won't even notice. The Team USA women take on Spain in the round of 16. Team USA or the field? Who you got? John, don't come at me with this weak question. America is the most talented and deepest squad in the World Cup. The only team I think could beat us is France because of home pitch advantage. Use soccer lingo there. But once that fight starts, of course, we know the French will just run away. Yeah, give me the red, white, and blue. Fifteen years ago, we were witness to one of the biggest upsets in sports history. Average Joes defeated the Globo Gym Purple Cobras to win the American Dodgeball Championship. Joes win or Cobras choke? I don't know what you're talking about, John. What? Come on. You call yourself American. Over, under, overrated. Overrated fake Kawhi at the Raptors celebration. Underrated real Kawhi at the Raptors celebration. For sure, that guy doesn't even look like Kawhi. He doesn't, but he, no. was, he was taking pictures with everybody. and Well, good for him. I hope he made some Canadian dollars or whatever they have up there. Oh, oh You want to know what's bugging me? All this yammering. Shut your mouths. One minute, boys. Tiny ref. Out. Did he just give us the DX crotch shot there? He did. He gave you DX to the crotch. And I got a, I got a quick question for Can you Can I call the FCC? No, you can't call the FCC. We're live. I'd like to report a hey. small referee. Taylor Horton Tucker, Lindell Wigginton, yeah. Mariel Shayok, Tyler Cook. Those four players. Who plays in an NBA game first? And I'm talking a regular season NBA game. Uh, this to me seems obvious, uh, as obvious as it can be. Uh, it, it's Tucker to me. One, LeBron, it's reported, really likes him. That's why the Lakers drafted him without working him out. The Lakers also right now have LeBron James, Kyle Kuzma, Anthony Davis, and then a three-wood on their team. So <laughs> I'm pretty sure that he's going to make that squad uh, as probable as uh, more probable than anybody else. So, so I, I would say you know, it's going? Tucker. And he, he, he has such potential that he, he has more potential than any of the other guys drafted. I'm going with Shayok. Shayok's the better player right now. He you can shoot it. $10? How about a gin and tonic? Okay, done. All righty, that'll do it for us. We're back next week. We hope you are too. We'll leave you with the sound off send off. Albert Pujols made his return to St. Louis this weekend. Got a standing ovation. Why do I have to read this? I'm a Cubs fan. Standing ovation from Cardinals fans. Awesome it, it, moment. It is a good moment. I'll give them that. Have a great week. We'll see you.
Some people just know the best rate for you is a rate based on you with Allstate. Not one based on the driver who treats the highway like a racetrack and the shoulder like a passing lane. Why pay a rate based on anyone else? Get one based on you with DriveWise from Allstate. Not available in Alaska or California. Subject to terms and conditions. Rates are determined by several factors, which vary by state. In some states, participation in DriveWise allows Allstate to use your driving data for purposes of rating. While in some states, your rate could increase with high-risk driving. Generally, safer drivers will save with DriveWise. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates Northbrook, Illinois.